Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner. My name is Eric Ruby from Arizona Sports, and I would love to say alongside me as always is Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. But as I look at his chair where he's supposed to be sitting, I do not see him. In fact, I see nobody because I'm flying solo on today's Cardinals Corner. Tyler's got some wedding duties he needs to take care of. He's out of town, but he will be back going forward. So don't worry. This is a one week thing. I've got all my notes from the game. The Cardinals lose in Minnesota against the Vikings 34 to 26. Kirk Cousins lights them up for 232 yards, two touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. Dalvin Cook, 111 yards rushing on 20 carries a touchdown on the other end Cardinals could not run the ball Kyler multiple interceptions overthrows underthrows and they walk out of there 34 26 with a loss look there's a lot of places that I could start here on Cardinals corner but I have to start with the mistakes I have to start with the miscommunications I have to start with the missed timeouts I have to start With week after week after week after week after week, this team continues to make boneheaded decisions, plays, urgency. Like, I don't know what it is, but every single week they look ill-prepared to play an NFL football game. And that's frustrating because on a talent level, this team could be really good. Really good. Look, Minnesota was no joke. They are no joke. They've got some offensive firepower. Look, they put up 34 points. The Cardinals defense looked human again. They had been performing above their expectations so far into this season. But look, you were playing against Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson. Kirk Cousins is a fine game manager quarterback that can win you games like this. So I'm not that mad at the defense because the defense didn't lose them this game. The Cardinals played fine this game if you only checked in every couple of minutes. If you just looked at the big plays, the DeAndre Hopkins stat line, my lord. I don't know why I didn't start off with the DeAndre Hopkins stat line because that man, unguardable, isn't even a a correct description. It's a step above that. You you can't guard him. You shouldn't guard him. It looked like Minnesota at times gave up on guarding them. He torched them. He absolutely torched them. 12 receptions. Could have had another one. 159 yards. One touchdown. Long for 33 on 13 targets. I mean, the guy is absolute glue. He's got a fork for his hands, as Dave Burns would say. Or a sickle, as Ron Wolf- Wolfley would say. But he's ridiculous. Rondale Moore? Oh, remember when they threw that pass backwards to Rondell Moore at the beginning of the game and all of Twitter just kind of freaked out? Again, Mina Kimes. Again, me. Again. Seven receptions for 92 yards, a touchdown, a long of 38. He had some huge plays there. Looks like he's finally getting utilized in the right way. But what cost the Arizona Cardinals this game? Well, let's talk about the turnover battle. Kyler Murray, his stat line, 326 yards, three touchdowns, two 
interceptions. Now, granted, I get it. He's got no O-line right now. Nada. Zilch. Multiple key, important, heart and soul of that O-line is gone. Justin Pugh, gone. DJ Humphreys, not playing this game. Rodney Hudson, let's be honest. You cannot count on Rodney Hudson playing a majority of the rest of the Cardinals games, let alone, I don't even know what number to put on it. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play again. I, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm not sure he suffered a worse injury than what he's had for the entire season. But if he's missing multiple weeks on just management for a guy that considered retiring in the offseason, I don't think you can go forward this far into the season. Eight weeks. You're three and five. You don't have a center. And you might be asking, Eric, Eric, why? Why are you talking about the offensive line when you let into this with Kyler Murray's interceptions? Well, a lot of people have noticed, I'm sure you have, I know I have, that the deep threat Kyler that was one of, if not the best in the NFL at it in past years, he's not there this year. He is not accurate passing down the field. And by no means am I trying to slide off all of the blame from Kyler Murray. Because look, he hasn't gotten better this year. And yes, the Cardinals have dealt with a ton of injuries. But Kyler, you're the number one overall pick. You're healthy. You had Hollywood. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have other weapons. And there might be something else holding you back. But again, we'll get into that. But this offensive line, when you're giving up pressure every single play, play in, play out, Kyler Murray sacked four times, pressured way more than that. Looked like almost every single play that man was fighting for his life up until the end of the game. So what? You're going to stand there, pocket collapsing, throw your deep ball. You're not going to be as accurate as you were last year. Now, it shouldn't be this bad, resulting in this many interceptions, overthrows, underthrows, but also, let's look away from the injuries. Let's look away from Kyler Murray. Let's look at the play calling. Let's look at the coaching. Let's look at the system. I can honestly, right here, right now, the Arizona Cardinals are 3-5, and five, eight weeks into the season. We have been doing Cardinals Corner basically weekly, if not multiple times weekly, since they lost in the playoffs last year. There is absolutely no excuses for looking this ill-prepared, discombobulated on offense. You have had your head coach. You have had your quarterback. They have been extended. You have had DeAndre Hopkins. And granted, yes, he was gone. But then you knew that. You invested money in other things, in other resources. But above all else, you invested in the coach. You invested in the system. You invested in what was already being built. And it looks terrible. Maybe the reason why Kyler Murray is underthrowing Robbie Anderson is because there's not enough communication there to where Robbie Anderson is doing exactly what he needs to what needs to be done. 
And yeah, Kyler Murray needs to be better at that too. Everybody needs to be better. You can't make all these mistakes and look everybody else and say, you need to change, but I don't. This is a team thing. But other NFL teams, yes, they have struggles. Yes, they have fights. Yes, they're not perfect. But you would be hard-pressed to find another team this full of veterans, full of guys that on paper should be producing, and week in, week out, underperform. Three and five for this team? It shouldn't be acceptable. And yet we're sitting here thinking to ourselves, oh, well, at least it's not that bad. It could be worse. Of course it could be worse. You know what's kept this team alive? The sheer talent raises its floor. Yeah, you looked bad without DeAndre Hopkins. Of course you did. But what did Hollywood Brown do? Hollywood Brown elevated, made huge plays. Greg Dortch elevated, made huge plays. Look, you've got the depth on offense. There shouldn't be excuses here. Look, missed nap by Billy Price. That's not on Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, I get it. But how do you come out after a mini bye week with a brand shiny new play calling wristband for Kyler that's supposed to be to speed everything up for communication? We got a lot of moving parts. You know, we got a, a an offensive line that we're filling a lot of holes in. Okay, yes. You do. Those are problems that you should see impact the game, if we're being honest. Missing multiple offensive linemen makes the game harder. You can't get around that. But it doesn't make it impossible to get your play call in before time expires. So you don't have to waste timeouts and play from behind week in, week out. This isn't even as much about the Minnesota game. This is about who the Cardinals are. As a team, this is their identity. Enough talent to get close, but you can't put it all together. And you can't be eight weeks into the season saying, hey, we just got to get better. We got to find a way to start better. We got to find a way to fix this. And not have shown any improvement. The only reason this offense has looked better is because of DeAndre Hopkins. That's it. And it's not even... A one-person thing. As much as everybody wants to just look at Cliff Kingsbury and say, hey, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't have everything together, blah, 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 the preparation's off, and he deserves, look, he's the spearhead, he's the head coach, he deserves the lion's share of the blame, but it can't just be on him. It's an institutional thing, top to bottom. Everybody needs to get better. My number one overall pick quarterback, if I'm an organization... I don't feel like should ever consistently struggle getting the offense in a rhythm to the point where, okay, mistakes happen, the play clock runs down. I get that. We're human. It's not a perfect team. But every single week, how can these little things continue to be a problem? If you're such a good football team. They act like they're that good of a football team. To be honest with you, I believe they could be. Look, what Vance Joseph has done with this defense is incredible. Great coaches, great systems, they get the most out of their players. You're literally seeing it on the other side of the ball. This defense monetarily has not been invested in nearly on the level as the offense. 
Yes, draft pick wise, I get it. You've got Zavin. You've got Isaiah. You've got some stalwarts there to work with. Guys like J.J. Watt, who had multiple sacks, congratulations on being a father, congratulations on your multiple sacks. You've got guys like Byron Murphy Jr., who played another solid game. The secondary played another solid game. Look, Kirk Cousins still threw like they're not perfect, but going into the season, we expected nada. Especially from that cornerback room. And I, w- I was there too. When Cliff Kingsbury calls out Marco Wilson, which credit where credit is due. Not everything Cliff does is like, oh my gosh, he's leading to the downfall of Cardinals. Some people act like that. They act like Cliff Kingsbury is a god-awful, terrible coach, and that's not the case. I think he's just a little bit over his head. I think we've seen that if focused, if concentrated on the right things, he knows what he's doing. He's not stupid. And I know some people think that. Some people think, oh, he doesn't know. I just think he just has too much going on. And I said it in the offseason, get him an offensive coordinator that really takes over a lot more. And I know that he's even said it. Okay, maybe I'll go away from play calling if it's something that I think will help us. And it's not like the dude can't think of good things to do on offense. But there's too much going on right now. And he's not getting the most out of the talent. And what you pay your coaches to do, what the all-timers do, what the Pete Carrolls do, for example is they take the talent that they have on the roster because every single person is an NFL-level athlete. They're there for a reason. And they find a way to maximize it. And if you look at it on a small basis, if we just look at Rondale Moore on offense, eight weeks into the season, after an off-season full Of talking about new schemes, new looks, targeting him downfield, not using him the right way last year, him being more eager. He gets injured. Okay, you've got four weeks without him. You could see how much you could use him. You need a big play. You get in there. And yet here we are still clamoring for more down the field Rondell Moore targets. Clamoring for them. And when they happen... Good things happen. When they go down the field, good things happen. It looks like it's just common sense. And it looks like it just needs to be the little things. Your offensive line, your backups still need to be good at communicating. And that is on an organizational level, on a general manager level. Look, Billy Price, okay, you were going after him in the offseason. You didn't get him. There's a reason why he's not on the Raiders anymore. Like, yeah, he's not going to be perfect. There should be no situation where a center snaps the ball when his quarterback isn't ready. Again, when the offense is in disarray, when it's coming down to the end of the playcock on every single possession, it's chaos. And the best of the best can thrive in chaos. Look at DeAndre Hopkins. Coverage. Nope, he's open. Two guys on him. Nope, he's open. All right, we're going to back off him a little bit, get him the short distance, but we're not going to let him get a big one. Oh, still goes and gets it. He's falling down. He catches it. The greats strive in chaos. But those are the greats. Those are the greats. It's a head coach's job to calm the chaos down and make sure everybody's level-headed on the same page so these people 
who comparatively to regular people to me are great, perfect, amazing at their sport. But I'm not judging them on that level. I'm judging them against the greats. I'm judging them against the best of the best. I'm judging them against a good defense that can record multiple sacks. A good defense with a lot of former Cardinals who made their mark. There's a standard that needs to be held here. And just because you're a backup doesn't mean you can't meet the bare minimum. Because at the end of the day, that's what they're struggling with. They're not struggling with talent. They're not struggling with, oh man, we just have nobody to throw the ball to. Running back, okay, maybe a little bit different, but your quarterback's probably your best running back and you still refuse to use him consistently. The problem is the basics, the fundamentals of football, snapping the ball at the right time, not having a costly penalty, knowing when to block when you got to just step in front of a guy instead of run full speed at him. Knowing what your wide receiver is going to do when he's super speedy. Okay, if I'm on the level of this offense and I'm Kyler Murray and I'm Robbie Anderson and I'm as confident as I can be that I know what I'm supposed to do, I guarantee you one of those picks could have been a catch. If Kyler knows what Robbie's going to do or Robbie knows what Kyler's going to do, they're both talented enough to make a play happen. That's what happens when you target DeAndre Hopkins. He's talented enough to make up for the other things. Nobody else on this team is, and Kyler is the next closest, and to be honest with you, he needs to get better. These number one picks, they're the guys who win you the games when all of your players are injured. I said it at the beginning of the episode. You've got Kyler Murray. He's there. He could be your running back. He could be your quarterback. That's why you drafted him number one overall. It's just so frustrating because you see it. When it works, it works. When the offense is clicking, this looks like a playoff team. When the defense is making big plays and getting big stops, they look like they can hold their own. When Isaiah Simmons is making huge plays, you think to yourself, okay, something to build on. But it doesn't matter if you have the fancy architecture. It doesn't matter if you have the big fountain out in front that's shiny, that costs you millions of dollars, that could attract the eye. If the foundation you build yourself on is floppy, all the other stuff doesn't matter. Period. It doesn't matter how talented your team is. If on a surface, basic level, they fail to do what needs to be done for lack of a better term, they fail to keep their composure in late situations. They fail to keep their composure in early situations when you're already down. I know you're frustrated. I know I'm frustrated. I know the Cardinals are frustrated. You hear the players talk post game. Hey, what can you change? We just got to win. That was Marcus Golden. Just got to win. Okay. You ask Cliff Kingsbury, hey, what's got to change? Oh, we just got to execute better. We just got to do better. Why don't they have a concrete solution? Why don't they have a concrete answer? It's because on paper, they've got the talent that they should be winning games, but they rest on their laurels. They rest through preseason. They extend everybody. They pay everybody. They say, here you go. Stay along. Everything's working. We're improving over the years, which should be the baseline minimum, by the way, not the, oh my gosh, congratulations. And the reason why this team still loses games is because they get in their own way. 
every single week. It's inexplicable. It's with the home losses. It's with the slow starts. It's with the no big plays. I mean, the reason why these things are so head-scratching is because, if we're being honest here, uh, <laughs> like this isn't an 0-16 team on paper that's fighting and being scrappy. This is a team chock full of veterans, players who will make the Hall of Fame, champions, number one overall picks, head coaches who ascended past the college ranks and got extended, general managers who get extended, players who are getting extended from being drafted, but it still just doesn't come together. So where's the problem? It's at the foundation. Because when you build something quick, I I used to work, I used to build cabinets. I was a woodworker. And you could tell if you messed up early, if you rushed the very first piece. Just because it was the first piece doesn't mean that it wasn't just as important as the nice finishing touches you put on it to make it that nice color that the client wanted, right? That's important, but you know what else is important? Making sure it's not wobbly when you give it to them. Making sure everything is the same dimensions, the basics, the things that the good teams do right. And trust me, we've seen enough football. This isn't the preseason. Again, you're listening to Cardinals Corner. Usually, I'm with Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter, the guy who's with the team more than anybody, finally decided he needed a little bit of a breath. And he had to go get some best man duties in. He was going getting some wedding duties in, so he couldn't call in today. He did watch the game. I've got a couple notes from him that I'm going to get into in a second. However, I just want to say, like, we've watched every game. We've watched the entire preseason. We watched the offseason. We're here after every game. We talk right after every game. And if you're listening to us for the first time, guess what? Next week, next game, right afterwards, you know where you can find us? Here on the Twitter at Daisy Cards Corner in your podcast feed on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That's right, the local sports leader. You can get all your Arizona Sports content there from Tyler Drake, from Cardinals Corner, from everybody. And I want to get into a couple notes that my main man, T Drake for Sports, sent me. Now, the first thing that I noticed when Tyler texted me is that he said it was a typical slow start on offense. Yep, check. (laughs) It's like that already covers that. Cardinals play from behind, missed opportunities, defense gives up an early score, Uh uh-oh, and they're trailing. But he said mid-game, it looked like they were looking like they could dig themselves out of the hole, but then they kept putting themselves back into it. Questionable clock management, pair of sacks, eventually it leads to the loss. He also wanted to note, A couple former Cardinals got their revenge in this one. And this is going to kind of be the last I talk about this game. Then we're going to look ahead at the next couple of weeks, talk about what defines this Cardinals season. And then I'm going to let you guys enjoy your fine Sunday or whenever you're listening to this. But P2, Patrick Peterson and Jordan Hicks, look, they played well. And you can hate on P2 as much as P2 hates Arizona. We know that's a fact. But he had a good game. The truth is the truth. Swallow it. Move on. The truth is the truth for the Cardinals. They are who we thought they were. Remember that? They are who we thought they were. They're a team that's good enough to be in playoff contention, especially in this middling NFL slash NFC slash NFC West, for that matter. They're a team that could have done it. Everything put together correctly. 
getting the most out of every player, maximizing their situation, which they've done for a couple people, but not for everybody. They're an over 500 team. Think about the amount of winnable games this team has had. This one. Rams game. Obviously, they won the Raiders game. That was barely winnable, but they did it. Obviously, they beat the Panthers. Seattle, they lay an egg. They could have beat the Eagles. I mean, these are two of the top teams in the NFC. This team hangs in there. That's the sheer level of talent. But they show us who they are. Every week. Every week, they show us who they are. They're too good for these performances, but the reality is that's just the expectation now. And it's no longer okay to accept, hey, we, we got to work on it. We got to work on it going forward. How? How? How do you go back and replace the foundation? That's flimsy. How do you go back and replace the foundation? That's flimsy. I don't know if you can. We're going to see if they can. Because the next three weeks, oh, brother, this Cardinals team. We're going to know. Buyers, sellers in the playoff hunt, not in the playoff hunt. Next three games. Hosting the Seahawks at Rams. Hosting, in air quotes, the 49ers in Mexico City. All NFC West games. All against teams that they could beat, but they could lose to. Look, the Seahawks team, everybody wants to say they have no chance. And right now, as I'm recording this, it's the fourth quarter. They're up three against the Giants. They're saying they have no chance. I don't know. This NFC's wonky, man. San Francisco right now currently leading LA. They're facing off that one in the fourth. We're going to know with this team, and we're going to have hard knocks. And to be quite honest with you, I I can't put my money on them responding. I can't put my money on them responding. I don't see it in games. I don't see it after these weeks. They had a mini bye week. All of this. I just don't see them fixing it. Look, they could get healthy. And honestly, that could be enough to carry them to the playoffs. It honestly could. This team fully healthy. That talent floor is probably a wild card team. But this league, this sport, is so much more than talent. And to be honest with you, it's so much more than health. It's so much more than health. It's how you can get the most out of everybody. And the Cardinals have proven they just can't do that. Again, you're listening to Cardinals Corner. I'm going to wrap it up for now. We will be back after the next game when they play the Seahawks. Arizona now sits at 3-5 and five after a 34-26 to loss in Minnesota to Kurt Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, and the Vikings. D-Hop makes his presence known. K-1, still kind of a question if he's living up to that contract. We're going to see going forward if they can elevate this team past those injury concerns. And of course, will Cliff Kingsbury write the ship? Cardinals Corner will be with the ship. Whether it sinks or not, we are here every Every single game. You can follow us at AZ Cards Corner. You can follow myself at Eric Ruby987. Hear me on Arizona Sports Monday through Friday on that Arizona Sports app. That's right. You can download the app, listen to all the Cardinals content you can get, read all the Cardinals content you can get. Of course, both of those ways you can come from Tyler Drake at T Drake for Sports is his Twitter. Follow him. He will be back for the next game. And until then, I know it's hard when it's a loss, but always remember to. Enjoy football. We'll talk to you guys after the next game.